Hello, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Welcome to Podcasting for Christ. On tonight's episode, as promised on my promo, we'll be looking at Shake It Off. Shake It Off. Hey, man, one of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible. You hear me say that every week, right? No, it's all good to me. Uh, we're going to be coming from Acts chapter 28, verse 5, and it says, And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, Father, dear God, for all that you do. Thankful for your, for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross of Calvary for my sins. And I ask you to please forgive me for all my sins, all my iniquities, all my transgressions and my trespasses that I've sinned against you and you alone, Father, dear God. And I'm thankful, thankful, thankful for that empty cross, that empty tomb. Thankful, Jesus. Thank you. Thankful for Jesus who died upon that cross for the remission of all our sins. And dear God, I just pray now that the Holy Spirit would be the, the teacher, the preacher, the podcaster, the evangelist here tonight, Father, dear God. And I'm going to be careful to give you all praise, honor, and glory. And I pray that something that is said tonight will convict in people's hearts and get them on the right track to, to restoration or salvation. And I thank you in everything that I pray in Christ's name. Giving you praise, honor, and glory. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Shake it off. Amen. I'm telling you right now, I know some things are sometimes hard to shake off, but we have to keep pressing forward. And the Apostle Paul is a great uh, example tonight of how we can learn how to shake things off. Uh, we'll, we'll get to uh, the story around this in one second here. We're going to be reading in chapter, uh, reading in Acts chapter 28 verses 1 through 5 if you want to get your Bible out. But it says, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. But let's back up to verse 1. As I just said here, and it says, And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Met uh, Melta, and that barbarous, uh, barbarous people shoot us no little kindness. Now that's uh, barbarous people. Excuse me. I don't. <laughs> I, I, let, let me get woke up here. <laughs> oh. And when they were escaped, verse 1, and, and they knew that the island was called Mel, Mel, Melta, and the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us, everyone, because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarous or when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom through whom though he had escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. Verse five is where we came from, and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. He shook the beast off and felt no harm. No harm. <laughs> now, let me just tell you right now, uh, if a beast latched onto my hand, that's the first thing I'm going to do is shake it off myself. But I'm going to use this uh, tonight to uh, 
to just give us an example of what we can do with spiritual things and, and physical things that happen to us in our life, uh, such as have you ever been in a situation where it seems that nothing can go right? Everything you do or touch seems to fall apart. Now tonight, we will look at the same great Apostle Paul and some of the things he went through and see if we can find out how he managed to keep pressing forward for Christ and how he learned to shake it off. The great Apostle Paul was born in Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, and he was formerly known as Saul, and he was educated by the best, the great Gamaliel in Jerusalem. He was from a devout Jewish family. He was of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, and he was persecuting the church at first. And when he was on his way to Damascus, when Christ came to him, that's in Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 9. And yes, you guessed it. Let's go there and let's read that. Acts chapter 9, 1 through 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any on this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And when he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth. And he heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And the trembling and the astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Actually, I will be told thee what thou must do. Let's see. I'm going to read on. And the men which journeyed with him, stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose, arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Now that's quite an experience for someone to have to go through, and, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Paul explains his calling in Galatians 1, 15 and 16, and it says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood, right from the start. Right from the get-go, we see that Paul knew how to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
To have a first-hand encounter with Christ Jesus is more than enough to change anyone. And Paul had this encounter, and just like us, when we accept by faith what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary, we are saved, changed forever, and sealed unto the day of redemption. Paul also trusted God. And he not only walked in the Spirit, Paul put on the whole armor of God. going to read Ephesians chapter 6. You've heard me read this before. Ephesians. Bear with me. Verse, let's go with 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of, the, of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of peace. Of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith uh, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil and take the helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit which is the word of God and praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints so just like last week with Hezekiah, Paul knew the recipe for success. He knew about this whole armor that he has to put on, that we have to put on every day in order to be successful. Uh, so just like Paul knew the recipe for success in Joshua chapter 1, he knew how to be strong and to have good courage and not to be afraid. And he knew that God was with him. And we are living today in a world full of sin, full of trouble, full of hate, full of corruption, and with a weak flesh, not walking in God's Spirit, you will not be able to shake it off. Satan is having a field day destroying lives and testimonies. Before you say you don't, you do not know uh, what I'm uh, going through, let's Look at Paul's journey over Acts 27 and 28. Because I know some of you think that, well, you just don't understand what I'm going through. Well, maybe I don't understand, but I can tell you one who does. And it's Christ Jesus. He does understand. But let's look at this. Uh, Paul's journey over Acts 27 and 28 and his journey to Rome. See, Paul desired to go to Rome to visit. However, he did not want to go in handcuffs or fetters and chains. Since Paul's conversion, he has preached, 
He has shared the gospel with everyone he has come in contact with. He has constantly been on the move from town to town, city to city, going where God leads him, doing the work God has for him. He is, he is stoned and left for dead in Acts 14, 19 through 20 here. Let's see. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium uh, who persuaded the people. And having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing that he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to debris. Now Paul continued to preach the gospel. He never stopped, no matter what you did to him. He always bounced right back up. He was shaking it all. He was confirming the souls and exhorting them. Paul sends letters to the Gentile believers. Paul has a Macedonian vision where the man uh, that prayed him uh, to come to Macedonia. Now Lydia is converted and baptized in Acts chapter 16, 14. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of uh, Phatra, which worshiped God, heard us whose heart the Lord opened. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Paul and Silas are are beaten and jailed. You can find that in Acts chapter 16, verses 20 through 25. Hey, let's let's go read that. That's a good one. Acts chapter 16, 20 through 25. And brought them unto the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, amen, and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. We know right now what goes on there. They're going to go on and bring salvation. Paul and Silas are beaten in jail, and, and they bring salvation to the prison keeper. 26 through 33. Let's keep reading here. It says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. How about that? Amen. And the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Uh, praise be to God for the salvation that comes. The, they bring salvation to this prison keeper. 
uh, because of the obedience of Paul and God's grace, salvation came to the prison keeper. Thank God for Paul and his persistence and, and not giving up and keep pressing forward and his ability to shake things off. Now in verse 36, we see that they are released and they went right back to preaching the gospel to everyone and everywhere they went. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. Now Paul presses forward and ends up addressing the men of Athens and Mars Hills and tells them that he knows who the unknown God is. They had this inscription out there to the unknown God. And, and Paul in Acts 17, 23, For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Him declare I unto you. I find it interesting how they knew that they were there was something missing that they knew that they're in their hearts that they were missing the true God that Paul would now reveal to them and I will now say that all men living know that there is something missing in their lives is that you tonight is there something missing in your life an empty space in your heart let me just tell you, friend, only Christ Jesus can fill that empty void. Only Christ Jesus can fill that space. Search your hearts. You know it's, you know it's true. Without Christ, you have a void that only He can fill. Do not wait. Call on Christ today. Paul leads Paul to, uh, God leads Paul to Corinth, and Jesus Christ speaks to him in a vision. Acts chapter 18, 9 and 10. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace, for I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee, for I have much people in the city. God's great assurance to Paul here. God declares to give confidence or, call, or God's declaration to give confidence to Paul, a promise of protection and that God was with him. God used Paul to bring many miracles through him, Acts 19, 11. And God wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul, Acts 29 and 10. And there sat in a window a certain young man named uh, Eteuchus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third wall and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, embracing him, said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. Paul is Paul is, is, is healing, he's, he's preaching the gospel, he's doing everything that he can to get lost people saved. Amen. And he is currently, or not currently, but always, always being attacked, persecuted, and Paul is always seems, no matter what comes his way, that he is shaking it off. Hey, let's take a quick break here. We'll be right back.
Hello and welcome back. Uh, we left off here and, you know, as Paul is just continuing to do God's will and do God's work and he's continually cast into jail and beaten and all these uh, horrible things are happening to Paul, but yet at the same time, Paul is shaking it off. Uh, we're going to pick back up here um, with Paul being arrested again. Paul is arrested again and bound in Jerusalem where he gives his testimony. And the Lord gives Paul a word to get out of Jerusalem. Acts 22, 18, and, and saw him saying unto me, Make haste and get thee quickly out of Jerusalem, for they will not receive thy testimony concerning me. Verse 21 says, And he said unto me, Depart, for I will send thee for hence, uh, for hence unto the Gentiles. And thank God, thank God for sending Paul and the gospel truth to us Gentiles. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Apostle Paul. And I thank you, God, for doing that. It's because salvation came to America. And God is giving Paul all the assurance that he needs and all the confidence he needs and all the hope he needs to face all that still lie ahead of him, giving him strength to face it and to let him know that he will not face it alone. You know, the same is true for us today. God will give you all the assurance, the confidence, all the hope and the strength that you need for all that you're going to face. And yes, you're going to face things as well. Because Paul, uh, he faced many threats for his life. And Paul's desire was to go to Rome and encourage God's people. However, when Paul addresses the council, unrest comes. And there arose a dissension between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the chief captain commanded that they take him by force to the castle. And God is going to speak to Paul again, giving him assurance. And God will give us assurance and yes, the, the great Apostle Paul is going to be taking on more suffering as if he hasn't been through enough. Yes, there's more to come. God is going to speak to Paul and giving him assurance. Acts 23, 11, and the, and the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. This will become great encouragement for Paul as we see that Paul will learn to shake it off. <laughs> All that Satan and this world will throw at him, Paul's going to shake it off. Amen. Just like we need to do. Uh, in Jerusalem, there is now a conspiracy to kill Paul as he is taken to Caesarea. Paul speaks before Felix and Paul eventually appeals to Caesar and even gets an, an audience with King Agrippa. Amen. And his famous words to Paul. I like this. I've always loved this uh, part of the Bible here. Acts 26, 28. With, then Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. He, he sh you should have uh, accepted that call, uh, King Agrippa. But now Paul would be sent to Rome. And guess what? Things will not be getting any better just yet. However, Paul is ready to face all challenges God has prepared for him. 
And just like us today, God wants us all to be prepared to face all we have before us with confidence and assurance. If God be for us, who can be against us? Absolutely. <laughs> the answer is no one. And now we're going to dive into really uh, the meat of where I wanted to get to today. We're going to look at Paul and this shipwreck and the storm and all the things that are come on uh, come upon him to tonight that that he is uh, finally on his way to to Rome like he desired. But he, like I said earlier, he didn't desire to go in fetters and chains. He did. He wanted to go on his own, but he's now being forced to go to Rome. But he has all the assurances that God has given him that everything's going to be just fine. That he will speak. He will testify. And so God is now, or Paul is now confident. And Paul will now face a storm and will be shipwrecked. However, notice his response to all of this. He never loses hope. He never loses faith in God. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Going to read, uh, do a little bit of reading here uh, so just bear with me just for a minute there but want to get the story in and and let you know and i'm just going to let you hear it right from the uh mouth of the bible here i uh okay i'm going to start in verse six and there were and there the centurion found a ship of alexandria sailing into italy and he put us therein and when he had sailed slowly many days and scarce were come over against uh sidus sinatus the wind not suffered us, we sailed under Crete over against Salomon, and hardly passing it, came unto a place which is called the Fair Heavens, nigh whereunto was the uh, city of Lycia. And when much time was spent, and when sailing was now dangerous, because the, f- the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Paul had some special insight here, and he knew that a storm was coming. He knew that things were going to be happening. They they were delayed in leaving, and so uh, they were going to go into a uh, a season that that, that is uh, that they can't. It's going to be tough for ships to go through because of certain storms, and that's what we'll see here. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things that were spoken of by Paul, and because the haven was not committees to winter in winter in the more part advised to depart thence also if by any means they might attend to phoenix and there to uh, winter which is in haven of crete and lieth toward the south west and northwest and when the south wind blew softly supposing that they had obtained their purpose losing thence they sailed close by crete But not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eroclin, excuse me, Eroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. 
and running under a certain island which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksands and strike or strike sail and so were driven. And when being exceedingly tossed with a tempest, the next day they lightened the ship, and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. They had lost all hope at this time. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Paul is letting them know there that, you know, they that they should have listened to him earlier. They didn't, however, but Paul's uh, giving them assurance that, hey, the only thing we're going to lose here is the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Amen. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. Paul trusted God. Paul believed God. Takes a step of faith there and speaks out and stands up for God. Howbeit we must be cast upon a certain island. Now we're going to go into the shipwreck here. And it says, but when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Adria about midnight, the shipment deemed that they drew near to some country and sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under uh, color, as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of all the boat and let her fall off. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to make meat, saying, This day is the fourteenth day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health. For there shall not an hair fall from the head of any of you. In great confidence with Paul. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of all of them. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. And when they all and and the, were <laughs> then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all the ships two hundred three score and sixteen souls. And when they had eaten enough, 
they lightened the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the, the land, but they discovered a certain Greek with a shore into which they were minded if it were possible to thrust in the ship. And when they had taken up and anchors, they committed themselves into the sea and loosed the rudder's bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made uh, toward shore. And falling into a place where two, uh, two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and go to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to the land. Amen. Paul shook off the death threats. Paul has now faced this. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I, let me back up. Paul will now face a storm and will be shipwrecked. However, notice his response to all this. He never loses hope and faith in God. I read that. And now Paul will shake off these death threats. Paul shook off being bound and imprisoned. Paul shook off the beatings he took. Paul shook off the conspiracies against him. Paul shook off the fear of speaking before kings. Paul shook off the rejection. Paul shook off the winds. Paul shook off the storm. Paul shook off the shipwreck. Paul shook off the cold. And Paul shook off the viper attached to him. And we're going to see that as we read now what I've already what you already know and, and what you've already heard and here when we say and then when they escaped then uh, they knew that the island was called Melta and the barbarous people uh, shoot us no little kindness for they kindled a fire and recovered us everyone because of the present rain and because of the cold that was there see Paul had Paul and now that everyone was assured that they were going to be safe and they all made it to the barbarous shore here and boy they, they it was cold and and so Paul doesn't lay down and try to give up and die what you see in verse 3 is that when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks he was trying to build a fire you know he was getting things going he was still continuing to move and do God's work and we know that that's what happened there came out a viper out of the heat fastened on his hand and when the barbarians saw that the venomous beast hanging in his hand they said among themselves no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he had escaped the sea yet vengeance suffered not to live but he says and he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm felt no harm going to keep reading here Let's, let's, let's finish this up. How be it they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after that, he looked a great while and saw no harm come to him. They changed their minds and said unto him that he was a god. <laughs> In the same quarters were possessions of a chief man of the island whose name was uh, Publius, 
who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of the fever and the bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. And after three months were departed in the ship of a ship in Alexandria, which had wintered in the isles, whose sign was Castor and, and Pollux, and landing in Syracuse, we tarried there three days. And we know Paul goes on, and he uh, will find him in Rome and speaking just as God had said that he would speak. You know, verse 5 that I read a while ago tells us that God can and will protect his children when he has called us into a great task and nothing this world or Satan can throw at us will prevail when we learn to shake it off. We must learn to shake it off. I would like to note that we are not to tempt God and people who try to take up serpents and handle them today are doing just that. They are tempting God. I'm going to go to Mark chapter 16. I'm going to read that real quick. Mark Sixteen, fifteen through 18 this is where it talks about that it says and he said unto them now this is Jesus speaking go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned and and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues and they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover you know when looking at this text we see that God keeping his children from harm when doing his will that's what's going on here. We're not supposed to tempt God. We're not supposed to just uh, say, I'm going to pick up this snake. And just because I'm a child of God, and this snake's not going to bite me. Uh, baloney, <clears throat> that's that old Greek word called hogwash, right? <laughs> Amen. But when looking at this text, we see God is keeping children from harm when they're doing his wills, just like Paul was. However, we are not to tempt God by doing these things. We are to trust God that while doing his will, that he will protect us from the harm. And when we stay on our knees, stay in God's word, keep the faith, and trust him completely, we can learn to be like Paul and shake off persecutions. We can shake off Satan's plots. We can shake off the arm of flesh. We can shake off sin. We can shake off temptation. We can shake off this world. We can shake off false doctrine. We can shake off political calamity and shake off the things that do not belong in our lives. Let's be like the great apostle Paul and let's learn how to shake it off. Amen. Amen. I'm going to 
uh, have a salvation call here. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can't shake it off. You need Christ in your life. If you've turned your back on God, you need to get back in good graces with Him. Now's the time to call on God. And we know things are not going to get any better. And we need to learn how, like the great Apostle Paul, that when things come our way, we stay in our knees, when we stay in God's Word, when we stay prayed up, when we are listening to God and, and we're putting all our faith and trust and confidence in Him, that no matter what comes our way, we can't shake it off. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. God bless you. I hope and pray that you're uh, that you're enjoying this. And please share this podcast. Let people know it exists so we can get the gospel truth out there to everyone. And God bless you. And thanks for tuning in to Podcasting for Christ. Hopefully next week, Lord willing, we'll be looking at Martyrs for Christ. I think I got that coming up next. And we'll do that. And and let's close with some prayer. Dear God, I love you. And I thank you for all the ones listening. Dear God, I just pray you'd bless them, Father, dear Lord. If there's salvation that needs to take place, dear God, convict them and get them saved. Dear God, if they just need a refreshing, a renewing, some restoration, dear God, I just pray that you'd give that to them. And give them encouragement, Father, dear God. And I thank you for all that you do, Father, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening. See you next time. God bless.